Hello and welcome to Easy Operations, episode 33. My name is Ron. This week I'm joined by James. What up, y'all? And we're without Mondo this week. He is out of the country on vacation, so we wish him well. And I uh, hope that he safe, has safe travels and gets home in one piece. So, James, how you been? Doing good. Uh, my body hasn't gotten used to this daylight savings time yet, but uh, still working my way. What about yourself? Yeah, I'm trying to get used to it as well. Um, I like to ride my bike often when I come home from work, and this makes it a lot harder. It's harder to ride your bike at night. You could always uh, um, put those like tassels, at, it'll light up tassels so people can see you at night. Well, if they had like uh, fiber optics, you know those like <laughs> things that were like strings, but they had really cool lights right. on them. <laughs> if they had fiber optic things too from the uh, handlebars, that'd be awesome. <laughs> 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 people will definitely be able to see you in the night so yeah or is yeah. it that you can't um, see when you're riding at night well it's both that's the problem you can't see potholes and stuff you could, um that guy that has like that night vision goggles on their helmet so <laughs> that you could just see it while riding that would be awesome yeah, um but also i've been trying out this app uh that measures my sleep quality mm-hmm. um quality what it's called yeah. Is it like if you're tossing yeah. and turning and all that stuff? Okay. Right. So it's called Sleep Cycle. Um, I don't know if it's available for uh, Android uh, or not. I've heard of that. But this is, it's been out for so a while. So this is the concept of it. Um, basically, we tend to sleep in about 90-minute cycles. And if you wake up when you're in a deep sleep cycle, you're going to wake up in the morning very tired. So the idea behind it is you tell it what time you want to wake up. So let's say 7 a.m. And it We'll try to approximate when you're out of your cycle and it can wake you up before your alarm. So you always have your alarm as an emergency. Uh, But in the last couple of days that I've been trying it, it's been waking me up maybe 10 to 15 minutes before my alarm. And so far, so good. And it's interesting. Apparently, it records you and it hears when you kind of like snore or if you toss around much. So you got to be okay with this little recording you know, being there. Activities in bed. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, though. If I want to listen to it, oh, that costs extra. It's no longer a free (laughs) Why would you want to? That's a premium subscription. Why would you want to listen to that? hear yourself snoring. You know, that would be the thing that I would only do once and then never, you know, use it again. Uh, But it's going to be keeping a chart and it has my graphs of when it thinks that I'm like most asleep. It's kind of interesting to see. you have to pay for or is that? No, that's okay. free. That's free. But if you want detailed stats, like trends, you know, that's extra. But on a day-by-day basis, you could see the chart. And after five days, apparently, I'm like on my third or fourth day. It's supposed to give you an analysis of you getting restful sleep or you move around too much. So I'll report back on uh, how often I toss and turn, I guess. Sounds good. And those payments, if you were to get those premium features, is that a monthly thing or just a one-time? I think it is uh, 30 bucks a year. Ugh. Subscription. Yeah, that's the thing. If it was like, hey, you know, toss us 20 bucks, 10 bucks, maybe, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe if I end up liking it, but I, I love kind of keeping data on stuff that I do, like when I work out and all these things. So we'll see. All right. Sounds good. Let us know. All right. Well, this week was the debut of my movie pass, James. Nice. <laughs> and let me let me report on my experience with it. So uh, I was incorrect in that I thought that I had the electronic theater screening, which would allow me to reserve the seat from the comfort of my own home. The closest one for me is Simi Valley, which is about, I don't know, maybe 11 to 12 miles away. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, what, I what are we walking to... distance from you for the movie pass? Exactly. Exactly. So I didn't go there. So what, what ends up happening is you show up and you reserve it and then you actually buy your ticket. But for me, I think where the, ha- it's a, it's a fine procedure, but where it becomes a hassle, maybe you can give me some tips on it is when you have a guest with you, because it became this game of like, okay, well you use your card. I'm going to see where you're sitting at. Okay, let me do mine real mm-hmm. quick to make sure I get the seat right next to you. Is there an easier way to do it? Nope. There's one person. Yeah. Unless that person's also on the movie pass or whatever your your plan. Like on your account. Right, you huh? get two tickets at a time. Yeah. But other than that, you're pretty much uh, gambling on whether the movies can be packed and you got to buy it one after each other. So it's not like one simple process, but it's worth the cost that you're saving. Yeah. So overall, I, I like it. It's just uh, if you want to have some guests, it does take an extra layer of uh, coordination there mm. unless you want both people to be on the movie pass. But we'll see. Uh, and now, as I'm looking here, by the way, the movie we saw was Thor Ragnarok. And James, you did not use your movie pass because I know damn well that it is not included in a 4DX screening. It does not. I'm very surprised by this. Uh, what prompted this? Uh, I was invited uh, with a friend that I haven't hung out in a long time to uh, hang out with him and his wife to go watch a movie at LA Live. And then since it's a few rare occasions that I hang out with this person, uh, might as well go go big or go home. I always wanted to try these 4DX experience. Uh, I'm glad that I did. But I, uh, my impression is that I probably would not do it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> What's the main problem with um, it? It's a lot more involved than you think. Like what? What do you? What is your? Uh, what do you think it is? Off just like basically. So I'm I think it's gonna rumble your seat. It's gonna spray some stuff in your face. You maybe get some type of smell o vision thing. Um, in addition to it being three D, so. Is that about sum it up? Uh, mostly. The thing is your seat doesn't vibrate. It actually moves like the whole way. Oh, it's like Star Tours. Exactly, exactly like Star Tours. So when things on screen are like, say it's flying around, you're flying around too. So it's uh, initially I didn't, I kind of expected what you thought were just literally just bump rumbles. But there's actually other things too where like it'll kind of bump your back on uh, impacts or um it'll shoot an actual mist not like not even a sprinkle like a mist there's actually near the screens uh lights and stuff and also like smoke uh machines where like like where there's explosions it'll literally make smoke in the arena and uh like lightning there'll be little flashing lights inside the theater itself uh i can it is uh quite an experience let's say that it is it does feel like you are on a ride the whole time especially if you're in an action-packed movie such as thor ragnarok uh, but it was jarring at first. It's initially distracted me because I, I, I'm not used to this, uh, these kind of senses and being such involved as it is. And it, uh, it literally feels like being on a, on a ride the whole movie. Um, the only times it doesn't really move is when it's like literally just people talking in the theater. But uh, I can see where the immersion is. So it's 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 quite uh, it's quite a fun experience. Let's say that. But I would only do it once to give it like a really good coaster, but with a extremely long line involved that you don't want to have to deal with ever again <laughs> so how much does a ticket like this cost it's about you know what's actually slightly cheaper than an imax 3d ticket so it's about like 20 bucks like a low 20 20 yeah. bucks yeah because we when we go to see at the chinese theater we go see uh 3d movies and imax 
laser IMAX is about what twenty five. Would yeah, you say about twenty five? But yeah. the but to, to me, that's highly yes, worth it. Yes, that's true. And uh, the forty X, um, the theater itself, it's actually kind of small. It's very, it's more intimate because I'm assuming because they can't build so many of these uh, seats. Um, but uh, I would, you know, if you are just interested in the movie experience and want to try something totally new, uh, worth it once, in my opinion, just once. I wouldn't go to a movie that you really want to focus on um if you if you're easily distracted or anything like that and need to pay attention uh to the screen this may throw you off a little bit but uh something like you know more light and fun this would be a good first time with but not for anything that you like for example i want to do it for star wars because i really want to pay attention to star wars i can imagine it being fun with all whatever action that's involved in that but i want to do it on the first viewing for the movie yeah. Well, let's get into the review itself. This is Thor Ragnarok. This is the third movie in the Thor uh, franchise, I guess. Um, before we start, let's talk about the one before this. This is something that I'm going to give you guys a funny little story about it. Uh, I had watched this. Uh, I'll admit it. It was a bootleg version um, in which it had subtitles. Part two. Is that what you're referring to? Um, actually, no, no, no. I take it back. It was in English, but it didn't have subtitles for the elves oh. <laughs> that were in the movie. And so they were a big part of the storyline. And so like, I didn't what's know going on? what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> but that being said, I actually like the movie. Um, I've always been a fan of these Thor movies since the beginning. Yeah, same here. I, this is, uh, it, this series in general, it just progressively is better with each iteration. First one felt more Shakespearean. Uh, which I appreciate. I don't know why not a lot of people did. Um, second one felt more like an old school uh, um, space movie, like a space opera, because uh, the focus strictly in Asgard. It rarely ever went to Earth uh, except for the beginning and the end. And um, I don't know why people had a, a problem with it. I found that Loki, um, as the villain, is still the best villain that Marvel has to offer, and he is generally great in these movies. Uh, I just don't understand. But I did have a good time with The Dark World, the second movie. But uh, what did you think of this third one? Okay, so this is what happened to me on this one. You ever scan your Twitter timeline and you see these, uh, it's like trying to entice you to read the article. And it was posing a question, is Thor Ragnarok too funny? And um, and so I hadn't seen the movie at this point, and I'm like, oh, really? so I already set an expectation. So <laughs> yes, it did. Okay. So when I'm in the movie, okay, they're cracking jokes left and right, and yes, guys, 100, this is a funny movie. But I couldn't help wondering if, like, is it too funny? Like, are they leaning a little too much into the comedy? Um, so I, I, I did have that kind of analysis going in my head as i was watching the movie but overall i love this movie probably one of the funnier movies they really did lean into the comedy Mm -hmm. um one of the funniest movies for the marvel ones almost on par with like a uh, guardians of the galaxy i would say and i really enjoyed it and i think the hulk was great to see probably the most screen time that we've had in the hulk since his own movies (laughs) for sure yeah right (laughs) definitely for sure so and more hulk than even banner so that's interesting yeah. yeah, yeah, more Hulk, and this kind of brought into that. What didn't it combine the World War Hulk storyline uh, in the sense of him being just aesthetic? The, uh, I think just an aesthetic, and that he's not because he World War was he a gladiator? It, you're thinking of Planet Hulk. Um, Planet Hulk oh, is the okay. one where he goes to the other planet. They send him off, yes, and he has to live a life over there. So yeah, they did take elements and the looks of of uh, 
Planet Hulk on there. Uh, I wouldn't say that in, in terms of World War Hulk is where he gets the look from. That, that kind of, I don't even know what World War Hulk is at this point. <laughs> yeah, World War, World, uh, World War Hulk is the follow up to Planet Hulk where he comes back to Earth for vengeance against you know the people that sent him up there, which is the Illuminati. Um, but yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I think, I don't know, from what it sounds like, I think I actually found this uh, probably one of my favorite Marvel uh, iterations in terms of just the solo movies itself. I did dig its humor a lot. Uh, I think even more so than the recent Guardians of the Galaxy. I appreciate this, you know, kind of huge character change in Thor. Because before he, he was a little bit more serious. He did have elements of humor that popped in here and there, but they, they seem to be more safe for the Avengers movie than they were for his own solo movies. And I appreciate that he went all the way out in this kind of like different turn with him where he's a little bit more lighthearted and having, it seems like, like just the overall tone is just fun. This whole movie is just super fun. I really dug the soundtrack. Um, I'm sorry, the score, the score. So basically it felt very eighties synth. Um, they didn't use too much soundtrack to be honest. I, just literally one song, which was also the same song that's in the trailer, but it was used into a great effect. Um, uh, my favorite ca- new character in this is that rock guy, Korg. I thought he yes. was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> kind of like this gentle giant kind of guy, kind of like an opposite of Drax um, in terms of his personality. And uh, I really liked Valkyrie. I find Tessa Thompson an extremely attractive female, and she played her role as a badass to perfection. And uh, I wish there was a little bit more of Kate Blanchett as the bad guy. I still feel that um, they Marvel, while doesn't have the best villains and doesn't focus too much on that, which is fine. Um, but I, I feel like Kate Blanchett and her and her character, she I think she could have done more. She she was uh, pretty humorous as well, but they well, not enough she of her. Was, she was good as a as a villain, mm-hmm. but I don't know that we understood really her motivation yeah. that much. Other than she's back and. Uh, yeah. it's like okay, she's back and she wants to take rain again. Um, but overall, great visuals. I love the colors, the aesthetic. Jeff Goldblum, uh, for a short role as he's been, uh, knocked it out at at being ten jo- Jeff Goldblums out of tef- ten Jeff Goldblums. He's definitely playing like a version of himself that's a uh, uh, a little bit more. Oh out yeah, there. it was over the top in, a, in an awesome <laughs> way. Yeah. yeah, action was great. I, I appreciate that Loki is a lot uh, is pretty involved in here. I thought he would have been more of a smaller role or at least just there. Um, but overall, I d- totally dug this movie. I think uh, the Thor franchise is highly underrated. I prefer it over the Iron Man franchise. Even only the first Iron Man I thought was great. The second and third one I didn't like. I think the overall three of the Thor movies has uh, easily surpassed it. And I am looking more forward to actually seeing more Thor uh, whenever the next Avengers movies comes in. Yeah, and I'm not going to spoil it, but there are some serious things that happen to Thor himself at, by, that by the end of the movie, it really drastically changes the way he's going to operate mm-hmm. moving forward. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious about that, um, and one of which is kind of seen in the trailer. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, speaking of which, that that reminds me into this point, which somebody posed this question on on a podcast I was listening to, which I thought would have been awesome. It was what if they had saved the fact that Hulk was in this movie, and you think that you know Thor is going into this 
arena to fight some champion and then you see that it's hulk that would have been amazing yeah that would have been cool it would have been a good reveal um i honestly think trailers intentionally put the hulk in there just to boost kind of sales and where it's like oh there you're getting more than one hero in yep, this movie absolutely like they did with spider-man and right, Iron Man. exactly so they kind of use them as a marketing tool to get people in seats because i know the last two thors uh you know didn't set the world on fire in terms of the box office but this one uh, maybe maybe because of the hulk or just the tone of it which is shifted uh has it made the most in its opening than any of the past two thors combined so uh i guess it worked yeah, and it's been getting great reviews. Uh, I think it had like a 90% Rotten Tomato score. Um, I'm looking at the Metascore, which is a 73. I don't know what happened there. Uh, but uh, I think of the Rotten Tomatoes one was pretty high. So it just had a good word of mouth. And just I can't say enough good things about it. And I will say I took my girlfriend who had not ever seen a Thor movie. And for the most part, she understood it. There was a couple of the of the characters um, that she didn't know who they were, like the Eldris Elba character. Oh, uh, uh, But yeah, but for the most part, she enjoyed the movie. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, if anyone wants to kind of jump in at this point, yeah, I, uh, and, uh, let me uh, jump in yeah. before you uh, think. I, I can see where a lot of uh, what's nice about this movie um, is that it's so comedic uh, in terms of its general comedy that it's not, um, it, it's funny just f- even from an outsider watching. But there's a lot of good, uh, uh, what do you call it? callbacks and good insider joke humor in there too. So it's pretty rewarding if you watch like Avengers two, especially. Um, there's some pretty good jokes that uh, call back from that. Uh, I don't know if you caught them, but there was a lot that <laughs> uh, one that involves the Hulk, uh, um, and then also Hulk versus Thor, uh, which is seen in the trailer. But there's some events that happen in it that uh, is quite hilarious, especially when they call back to these things. Yeah, and I'll tell you a funny story. This being a Disney movie, I was watching trailers and I said, oh my goodness, I know they're going to throw in a Star Wars of trailer course. here. This movie. We're a month out. This is a Disney movie. We're hot on the heels of this movie. And sure enough, <laughs> and I covered my ears, but here's the reality of the situation is these movies are pretty loud and I, I still was hearing it. So I heard the trailer. Oh, no. You heard things. <laughs> I heard things. Um, but I didn't see it, so they didn't have any visual context. Okay, you could just me. imagine what they, how it looks when you're saying it. <laughs> so, you know, I'm really fighting the the good fight here to really prevent myself from getting spoiled. But it's just insane. We're almost there, Ron. Just keep holding out. I for mean, <laughs> the marketing blitz is just hitting its stride right now, and it's just everywhere. And I think there's some Star Wars movies uh, news coming up later as well. So. I got to be careful, and we're a couple of weeks away. Well, my news uh, <laughs> won't be spoiling anything relating to The Last Jedi, so. Okay, good, good. So, overall, we love this movie. Highly recommend it. Definitely. Okay, so, all right, well, I continue to watch Stranger Things, as did James. He actually finished it because he was almost 99% done. And I think I'm probably as close as where you were when we initially started talking about this, which I believe on um, episode eight of nine. Uh, uh, eight, so I, I have to start. I believe it's only seven episodes now or eight episodes. I could have sworn it was nine or it's <laughs> I just nine. Not short, like the, it felt uh, short. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I haven't finished it, but I'm loving it. I do feel that this one is a much stronger show overall. They're not wasting any time. 
Um, I like it a lot better. The definitely the budget has been improved. Um, yeah, and it's interesting how they're keeping. Let's say let, without getting too spoilery, let's just say that they're keeping uh, the characters really separate so far as where I've been in the storyline in terms of uh, where you're at. Yeah, in terms of uh, someone that played a very big part in season one is very separated from the storyline in season two as of now. That's uh, my thing with this uh, whole season. Just overall, uh, I love this show and this season in particular has been great. But with that said, I still think the first one uh, overall, in my opinion, is still the better season. Strictly because of what you mentioned is because in general, I had a problem with this with Guardians as well. I like these characters together. But when they put them in, uh, when they splinter them off, uh, each individual story has to be really good, you know, like that uh, it has to draw my attention that, uh, to keep it a wholly balanced. Uh, thankfully, in this season, second season, it's been really good, except for one episode, which I thought was kind of off or felt like it didn't belong. I, you already passed that um, where you're at. I did. I don't okay. know if you thought the same. Um, okay. What was something that might clue me into uh, that? Let's say um chicago let's say that oh yeah i just finished okay. that um i thought it was a cool little side i story. thought it was too um, but i didn't think it belonged. Yeah. i felt like it was more like a maybe like a uh a backdoor pilot for another spin-off a spin-off or something like that uh with another set that. of characters but i honestly thought that was the only nitpick on my opinion it was still a good episode but i just thought it didn't belong because i felt like oh this is kind of filler um to get a little bit of this other character involved. Uh, but overall, great show. Love the soundtrack. Love all these characters. Um, they're so charming, these little kids. Uh, and they act so great. And uh, even how it ended, I'm you know so sad that I have to wait another year for, <laughs> for Stranger Things. They do a great job. Even though it was so different from the first season, they kind of went a whole different route. Uh, I'm glad they didn't just rehash the first season. Um and I can't wait to see where it goes moving forward. It ends really well, uh, just as well as the first season. So ends it, it concludes whatever it needs to tell and then opens it up for something else in the future. So, Okay, that's good. All right, well, definitely check out Stranger Things if you can. That's on Netflix. And one thing that I did was on your recommendation, James, but I had, to be fair, I wanted to see it as well, was The Gifted. Now, I only got a chance to take a look at the pilot and this was the show that airs on Fox about the X-Men universe in which there's some kids and they have some characters from the X-Men comics and some are original. Um, I was not super hooked in from the pilot, James. I felt like I didn't really identify with some of the characters. Maybe it skews a little too young for me. Um, it felt like a CW show to me. And um, You did like CW Zero. For a while, it was great. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, so, I mean, tell me, does it radically get better from more episodes uh, in? Like, should I stick with it? I don't know. If it intrigued you, that first episode, maybe give it a uh, couple other more episodes a shot. But I honestly think if the first episode didn't capture you or that tone of the world or the, the concept that they're going with uh, in regards to just uh, mutants on the run, uh, you shouldn't, you know, you don't have to go forward with it. It's, but it, I th- honestly think it's really cool. Uh, a good take on these is less cartoony, I guess you would say, compared to a CW show. It feels a little bit more grounded. Uh, but I, I enjoy a lot of these comic book series shows, and uh, 
this was one of the better ones in my opinion. But you know, if it's if that in, if that pilot didn't get you, I wouldn't recommend moving forward. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. I feel like we're in this era where there's so many excellent TV shows that I don't have time for shows that aren't like blowing me away. You know what I mean? And I don't mean that to really talk crap about The Gifted or anything like that. It's just, right? Like I got what I have on my plate. I have uh, Better Call Saul. I also got to finish up, obviously, Stranger Things. I want to see The Walking Dead. Um, I got a ton of stuff I want to watch. next week. Does it really? Mm -hmm. Oh wow! See, they they just keep stacking up. <laughs> <laughs> I still have Flash to watch. So, and and and, and something that I've kind of realized about myself is, you know, as you get older, you don't have a lot of free time, and rather than watch a show, I'm far more likely to play video games. Um, and I often watch shows. Well, I definitely watch wrestling, but that's something that I can watch on Hulu in the morning when I'm getting ready and just leave it on my phone or whatever. But. Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll try to. I'll try to give it at least one more episode a chance. Yeah, maybe give the second one. It's a little bit more action packed, I would say. Uh, but see from there. If you can't get into the second one, yeah, just bail out on it. All right. Well, speaking of video games, this week was significant for being the launch of the Xbox One X. Uh, this is a system that is very powerful. It is. What did they say? Four times? No, six times more powerful than Xbox One? Uh, is that a correct statement? I don't recall that, but I know the big marketing thing. Like 40, 40%. Oh, six teraflops. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know the big marketing term for this is the world's most powerful console. Yeah. So um, we got this thing. We reserved ours early enough that we have the special uh, Scorpio, Project Scorpio edition. And all that means is we have a slightly gray paint job with a bit of a mesh finish to it. I don't even know if the holes are real. It's just, they look like they're perforated. And uh, a couple of brandings in green letters where it says Project Scorpio. Um, it's a nice cosmetic thing. Oh, and by the way, and it does include a stand, which I will never use. <laughs> I, I just uh, texted Mondo. I said, uh, you know, I've never, I love the idea of it. It seems cool. But all it takes is somebody or my cat to just brush it over. <laughs> and you know, all bugs. of a yeah, exactly. So I've never done it that way. Obviously, that's what entertainment systems are for. You just stuff them in there. And uh, so no problems. Now, uh, I want to put this up front. We're going to be giving reviews based on us having 1080p TVs. <laughs> uh, neither of us have 4K TVs. I plan on getting one. I'm looking for some nice Black Friday sales. Mondo can probably give us that impression because he's the only one with the yeah. 4K at the moment. So. Right. So when he comes back, I would love to get his impressions on it. So uh, I've been reading a lot of reviews on it. And what they basically say is, if you have a 4K TV, this is really worth it. Or if you have a lot of older content that you want to run better, this is a good system. But it's not going to radically change. You know, it's not going to feel like a super new system. And I kind of agree with that. Now, let me let me tell you the my cycle of trying things out with this console is uh, I started out with Destiny Two, then that was not not enhanced, but I just wanted to see if it got anything. I didn't notice any changes. Well, before you move on forward, uh, the good news for you is Bungie just announced that that's going to come out for the enhanced patch in December. So, oh, awesome! Thank you. You made my day. <laughs> okay, uh, then I tried Killer Instinct. This game already looked good, and I couldn't tell 
you know, what was fixed? Not fixed, but what was crisper? Um, then I tried Fallout 3. This game did get an enhancement. And again, this is, I, I, I feel like it did run smoother. It did look crisper. It's kind of like, I think you used this before. It's kind of like the way in your mind you think Fallout 3 mm. looked, but it didn't really. You know what I mean? So if I ran up or fired up the real Fallout 3, it probably would look super and blurry. That so applies to that, any game that you haven't played in a while. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I did like Fallout 3. I would love to see it more in 4K to really see the full effect of that. Um, and it, here's and here's nothing about me, James. I'm not, I don't think I'm good at telling if things are like, you know, running. I can tell when something is 60 frames per second, but like if it's 30 or, you know, anything above that, I can't tell the difference. Well, you can tell when you know, there's frame drops. Anything under 30 is not Okay, but that's a heavy, if it's a heavy, you know, so if something's like stuttering, I, I'll obviously right. tell. Okay, so speaking of games that stutter, I tried a game that is notorious for having a bad engine that's going to stutter, which was the Telltale games. <laughs> I put in Telltale Batman. Uh, now again, this did not receive a patch, um, but this is a cel-shaded game, so it kind of, it looks good anyway, but I will say it ran smoothly. So no problems there, but maybe that game always ran smoothly. I don't know. Um, well, the benefit <laughs> of the Xbox One X is that it'll brute force whatever older games that didn't run well to run as best as it possibly can. Yeah, so I'm saving the best for last, I guess. Now, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, this is one that definitely got an improvement, and it has the, the settings in the option mode. Mm-hmm. And I put on 4K mode, which even though I don't have a 4K TV, and it did its best to get f- close to 4K, it looked pretty cool. And I could definitely see a difference. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going you're gonna to cringe when I say this, James, but I came to this realization. I don't think I'm really that into 60 frames per second. It makes me motion sick. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you, dude. Yeah, I switched it on in Tomb Raider. Uh, and, I, and I've experienced this, and in, 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 I think when we were playing... Um, Titanfall 2. I was like, wow, this game moves a little weird. I'm just so used to playing 30 frames per second games. And I switched that mode off and I just prefer prefer to leave it in the uh, enhanced 4K mode. Why don't you leave it on the wrenched visuals? That's the one I think is the most... I couldn't tell the difference, honestly, between 4K uh, and enriched visuals. So yeah. the thing is, uh, for native 4K is just native 4K resolution, but enriched visuals enhances like the shadows, the textures, all that stuff. But it's not true. Oh, it's not true 4K. It's like I don't know a higher resolution, but like uh, checkerboarded up. So keep that in mind. But you're still gonna get that benefit even on a 1080p uh, screen because you're gonna be downsampling it onto your screen. So you're getting anti-aliasing in, uh, along with uh, the improvements. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, um, I, I guess I, I'm not qualified to really judge anti-aliasing and graphic things like that. You know what I mean? So, um, you, look, I, I didn't buy this expecting to continue to use it on my 1080p system. I bought it with the intention of upgrading. So, to me, that's when I can give you a full review. Um, but... I like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I like it. I like the idea behind it. 
um, because I do plan on buying these enhanced games. Like I'm waiting specifically for my TV because I want the full experience for Assassin's Creed. That's something that is in the damn commercial. I don't know how many times I've seen that uh, <laughs> Kanye West song. <laughs> just, uh, just know that it's going to look good regardless. And even though that game is not native 4K either. So if you can't notice either way, so it doesn't really matter uh, if it's real 4K or not. So. It gets pretty close to native, apparently. Supposedly, yeah. some of the reviews. So I mean, yeah. but it's like the, how it is now. So uh, if the games that you play that are 900p to 1080p, do you really notice? No, exactly. No. So the only no. thing you will notice if it's like a higher, more sharper like textures or higher res textures, um, or like uh, if you're, uh, because of the lower res, you'll notice jaggies. So with the benefits of at least downsampling, you remove the jaggies, so everything looks a little cleaner. Um, but hopefully, like all these games, they they get patched. And for someone that wants Xbox One X now, it's more. I think it's better for people that are currently playing games now that have a lot of that are already patched or going to be. Uh, for my case, I, I do believe I have a better experience than Ron because I have a lot of games I currently play that already are enhanced. Uh, my main game is NBA Two K. I'm glad that 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 is enhanced. Oh, that got a patch. Uh, yeah, before release. 2K18, 2K18 right? 2K18, yep. That's right. That's so right. with these patches, it's the same problem with PS4 Pro is that there is a lot of these patches that come out that are uh, that come out for these games to utilize a new system, but they don't do a good job of explaining what they do. But from what I've from my experience for the games that I do have, uh, primarily all of them is either just uh, higher res um, resolution uh, being downsampled. Uh, for me personally, or or higher res texture um, at base minimum. Uh, some developers, such as the ones that did Tomb Raider and Gears of War, um, they went a little bit more effort in regard in game offering options such as 60 frames mode, higher uh, uh, fidel like level of detail fidelity, or if you want the choice of just native 4K. Um, I w- in those specific cases, I would always pick 60 frames or enriched visuals, whether 4K or not. Um, and a lot of the games that I play currently are benefiting from it, which I get to see um, a lot of. So I'm happy that uh, you know Halo Five is one of them. I, it's a massive improvement. A lot of these games I, I am wanting to play again just to experience it in this higher fidelity. And um, I know that Mondo hasn't played or finished most of these games, so it gives me an opportunity to go back and try it. I wasn't planning to do it on Tomb Raider, but man, I was impressed with the graphics on it i'm slightly considering going back to it um uh, that's going to be put on the back burner for now there's a lot of well this is this is what i would suggest is if you don't feel like going through the campaign again i was looking into it the the dlcs they're about 10 bucks a piece one of them claims to give you about three to five hours worth of uh, story content their side stories um, you know, so you don't feel like you're running through the same campaign. It might be worth looking That's into true. as a, you know, the only so, problem with those though, is just since it's been so long since I've played this, when you're jumping back in, it's kind of hard to grasp the mechanics again, cause yes. they're not going to you yes. how to do it. Cause they assume you already know how. Um, so that's going to be my, my hump that I got to get over. Um, but that is a good, you know, it's a good thought of that. That's what I'm considering doing with. Uh, the Witcher once that enhanced patch comes in, but what's nice is these games that are old, uh, older that don't are don't have patch yet. They are have been reports that they all run better. Games that have dynamic resolution, such as Doom or Battlefield, they all look better uh, and run more stable because of the pure horsepower. So, uh, for me personally, I think it's uh, a huge 
upgrade from the prior gen, uh, even without a 4K TV. So, and I'm happy with my purchase as of right now. And uh, speaking of uh, mind blowing graphics, uh, what I've been playing on it that's already enhanced is Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, is this out already? It's on EA Access Trial. So, ah, uh, so you got about what, 10 days access? No, you have 10 what? hours. Um, but no, but in terms of doesn't it release early um, this way? Well, you, it's it's in theory, yes, you could play ten hours of it now, but you can't play it after that ten hours unless you bought the game. Um, okay. So, I got to play the first three missions of the game, and boy, if you want something to show off the graphics, this is the game you want. Uh, Dice and their engine, um, Frostbite, is definitely a showstopper. Uh, I, you know, it's safe to report that this campaign is entertaining and uh, well worth the investment, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. This story is canon, and so far I'm heavily involved. It may bother some people that you are strictly on an Empire side and like pure Empire, so you're like killing the rebels left and right. But uh, <laughs> the main gist of the story is that it takes place right before uh, the Death Star 2 explodes, and you kind of see the empire side of how they react to uh palpatine dying um and yeah it's really cool and it's canon which is nice so let me give you this one awesome awesome level uh where you know the death star exploded right you gotta actually fly through that wreckage of the death star in space it's so so visually stunning this game Oh wow! And are you like in a Tie Fighter? Yeah, or you're something? in Tie Fighter. You're you are um, uh, a leader of this squad called the Inferno Squad, and she is a daughter of uh, one of these captains uh, for the Empire. And um, you got to go through that, and then because technically it's, you're still like the movies don't explain it, but like j- just because that exploded doesn't mean the war has ended right then and there. People are still fighting, so you kind of are going through that process. So um, with that said, though, it's visually stunning and flying through space. Uh, space combat is kind of a huge learning curve. So if you're not used to any sort of flight combat or any flight game experience, it's not uh, arcade style where it's very simple. It's not like Star Fox. It's very, um, it's, it's, it takes time to get used to. It took me quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. So that sounds like a dice because on Battlefield, they purposely made it very hard to learn the uh, airplanes because if you have those you can like dominate the mm-hmm. game and so they really made it hard to fly those things and you really had to put in the commitment so it sounds like they're going with that same philosophy i'd say it's a little easier than that because in battlefield it's still like ground uh air to ground where you can like crash into the ground and stuff like that it's a little bit more e- it's a little easier on uh, in space because you can kind of fly anywhere uh and not worry oh, about okay. that but there is debris in space and you know other ships and all that stuff so you do some really cool things where You'll fly into a rebel uh, Corvette ship, get out of your ship, blast fools in there, and then go back to your ship and fly out. It's pretty pretty awesome. With uh, with that said, I still find that Dice doesn't make the greatest of um, mission structures. Uh, uh, it's it's it, it's it's fine. It's fine how it, it's fine how it is because I you get to see great visuals. You go through them and then. Um, just what you do isn't the most impressive or paced very well, in my opinion. But the, so the story is better than the actual things that possibly, you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> I've only played three first three missions, but the based on the first three missions, it's okay. Um, but definitely, I uh, worth it if you're a Star Wars fan and want to check out a pretty cool story. 
With that said, I only I haven't tried too much multiplayer yet since the beta, so I'll have to report back later with that. Um, I'm excited to uh, uh, check that out, and I can and I can confirm that it looks a ton better than the beta. But to be fair, I haven't played this game on a base uh, Xbox, but from the enhancements, it it's, looks amazing. So, what enhancements does it have for this uh, one? Uh, definitely, definitely no, not at all. Just definitely high high resolution uh, textures and uh, Textures and resolution. I can confirm that for sure. Um, with that said, onto a game with a pretty fun and entertaining campaign is Call of Duty World War II. Not to say the story is any good. It's fine as is. It's pretty much, uh, you know, your cliche or tropes where, you know, you're a band of brothers. And you got to go to together. But it's guy from the Midwest, Midwest. goes to right. war. Private guy, <laughs> a private rank guy that can mow down a bunch of people. Yeah. But still, um, <laughs> with that said, it, they, at least they put a lot of effort into providing a story. Uh, you know, they could have just just uh, cookie cuttered everything into it. At least they try to make you invest with these uh, characters. There's a, a, a actor, that Josh Duhamel guy, and another character. They have like a little power struggle that you go through while you're going through the campaign. But while you're going through this uh, with the, um, your squad mates, uh, you go through the pretty much the every tropes of every World War II game. So you're going through Normandy, you're going through Battle of the Bulge, you go through the Rhine. Um, you're going to go through a lot of that stuff again. With that said, it's been quite a while. So for me, it felt kind of good to go back to kind of basic style gameplay without all the jumping around or like the future stuff. I'm kind of over the future stuff, kind of like we were all at one point of the World War II stuff. But it's been at least uh, close to 10 years now since the last World War II um at least Call of Duty, anyways, game that came out, and I quite, I really enjoy it. It's it's very set piece heavy, which I enjoy, and it's always in all these Call of Duty campaigns. Uh, think of it like Uncharted, all the you know crazy set pieces, but in first person. And uh, with World War II setting, it's kind of nice to kind of go through all that uh, yet again. And um, with you know that is one piece of like the value that this game brings this they pack so much content in this the multiplayer uh itself i appreciate kind of same thing with the campaign that it's very back to basics uh no more are you wall running and jumping you are you know uh i'm, I'm starting to get tired of this term but boots to the ground where it's it's you know just old school gameplay and i totally missed it and this is by far probably the best multiplayer in Call of Duty in quite a long time uh, in terms of, you know, regular basic style of Call of Duty. With that, with that said, they did some interesting uh, improvements, I guess. I don't know improvements, but it's still questionable. They have this um, Destiny-style social space now. So whenever you load into the multiplayer, you automatically go into uh, Normandy Beach, and there's like 40 other people uh, in the beach, so you can go around doing emotes, um, you know, uh, recruiting others to do a match or whatever. And there's little activities that you can do within the social space. You could play Atari games um, or do like weird things. Uh, that was a weird, interesting choice. I guess it makes it more involved where um, they give you things to do uh, other than just uh, play the multiplayer portion. They do the same thing with the, as Destiny where you can go get bounties um, that uh, increase your XP if you do it. There's weeklies, dailies. All that stuff. So it's kind of nice to edit that uh, nice value. What's kind of weird is that whenever someone opens a loot box or whatever, you can see it. Like you can see somebody else, uh, their their loot drop drop in front of them and open, and you can see what they got. 
it's kind of an interesting concept. I actually kind of think it's cool. I know people will probably think it's uh, uh, facetious and where they will want you to try to pay to get whatever they got in their loot box. Well, that's yeah, that's definitely the reason why they're right. Doing but that. I haven't found a need to ever buy these boxes. They they seem to come uh, quite often. Um, and then the last piece of the the value of this game or the content is uh, the revised zombie mode. I generally wasn't a big fan of these zombie modes uh, since maybe Call of Duty Black Ops. Um, but man, this one is stellar, just stellar. It's pretty much you're playing a raid um, and it has its own campaign story. So you have Ving Rhames in there, um, uh, the girl from, I forgot what movie that is. There's a bunch of actors in this they, that they try to gimmicky throw at you. But it's it's uh, the format is pretty much a raid. So you you go into a mission and, and it changes so much up from the rest of the game because every person has a different skill and uh, power that they have. But you all you have to work with your group to kind of coordinate what to do and and also f- figure out uh, the puzzle of the of the the level too. So I'll say it does sound like a raid. yeah. So you have to like um, it'll it'll give you like a vague thing like open the valves or whatever to uh, or get the gas starting. But it doesn't point, pinpoint where it is. You have to literally find it on the map. And there's multiple locations. And you also got to work together and try to plan it out at the same time because you're getting consistently waves of these zombies that escalate in terms of their difficulty and the type of zombies come out of you. And then you keep moving forward and it, it's the same kind of route where it's trial and error. We, damn, we, we messed up this one time, but let's go back into it. We know what to do now. So it gets us more efficient to get to the next portion, but then it brings up a new challenge because we don't know what to do. I mean, you can go on online and look at a video kind of like what you guys do on trying to figure out the puzzle of the raid. Um, I don't, I honestly don't think this is as long as that. So I don't mind trying to figure it out on my own or with the group mm-hmm. but uh stellar stellar zombie mode and highly uh i think this call of duty um, while the campaign's not as good as last year's because uh, campaign last year's campaign was actually great um their multiplayer was lacking and their zombie mode was whack so as an overall package this has been a great call of duty yeah i mean it sounds like you're gonna get your money's worth and it has a lot of different modes for you to check mm-hmm. out Oh, and, and I forgot this other one that they added. It's uh, called War Mode. It's pretty much their take on uh, Overwatch gameplay and also that Operations Mode in Battlefield where it's an objective-based uh, uh, sides uh, multiplayer. So um, one side has to has one objective, the other side has a separate objective that differs, and then it depends on who gets it first. It uh, changes the game mode moving for the second half of that mode. It's kind of like Rush mixed with Overwatch, mixed with uh, Operations. So it's a cool uh, extra mode that added, they added in there. All right. Well, that's COD or Call of Duty World War II. WW2. WW2. All right. Uh, as for me, I finished South Park. Uh, fractured but nice. How long was that, is that game, by the way? <laughs> um, well, I didn't get a final count, but I want to say at least 20 hours. Oh, wow. Longer than the last game. Now, I felt similar. Mm. Now, I... I'll mention that I did just about every side quest. The only thing that I didn't get to get 100% is like collect all the little items. Um, there is an optional boss that you really, I didn't know that you could even fight him unless, like, I was looking up like side quests to do in, in the game. And uh, yeah, you, you have to be super high powered. And I actually fought him. After I pass the game, because it puts you back into the world once you pass the oh, game wow. to like finish up these little quests. Um, and it, I got a cool achievement for it. Um, 
And overall, it, I feel like what I was telling you guys last week is that I felt like the other one was a little bit stronger. Some theme? Maybe, yeah, just in in terms of the theme, I felt like I got a little bit over on the uh, superhero system mm. and just the storyline and the characters that were in it. Um, I felt like it was a better story in uh, the previous game. Wow. Um, now, that being said, I had a great time with it. Obviously, I did all the quests, so I didn't blow through it. Um, so I really enjoyed it. And I probably did most of what you can do in that game. So I definitely, I got my money's worth. So I highly recommend Will you it. get the story DLC when they come out? Is there going to be I one? I heard. Yeah, I probably okay. would. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, would you say the game is difficult or was it pretty easy breeze? Um, it's it's not too hard. Um, did you have to grind it all? No, not at all. But you do have to pay attention to learn how to craft so that you can make yourself uh, stronger. Um, and then, you know how Ubisoft lets you get special items in the yeah, game? Like from the UBE club like, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've always had a ton of points because I guess I play all these Assassin's Creed games. And um, there was these two artifacts that you can get that um, I felt like they were so good that I pretty much used them throughout the whole game. So... If you want to be a little bit, have an extra leg up on the action, that would be something to do. It didn't cost real money. You just use your Ubisoft <laughs> points. Um, but yeah, that, as long as you that item? pay attention that... to the crafting. Because um, I have the game, but there... I haven't started yet, but I'll, I'll remember this. Okay, so um, when you level up in the game, there's something that's called DNA, and it's basically like um, it gives you perks. Mm, okay. You know, like plus three to your strength, to your intelligence and things like that. And so the two that you get from the Ubisoft ones, not only do they already start out pretty strong, but then you can craft them into higher versions. And uh, I liked them so much that I always kept it in one form or another in my skill tree. Um, So I feel like as long as you're taking the time to craft the items, you're going to find a ton of the uh, resources that you need uh, and even money. I never felt like I had to go out of my way to get anything more. If you if you need something extra, you go to the vending machine and get it. So it was really easy to to get to that top level or, of power there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I didn't really have a problem with this. So I think you'll you'll go through it pretty fast. Cool. Uh, speaking of Ubisoft, we should uh, definitely jump on just for a quick at least uh, trial of it since you have it too. Is check out the enhanced version of Ghost Recon. I heard it makes a big change for that. That's uh, clearly noticeable. But Depending well, on your memory. Really? What, what would it have changed? Uh, Just, uh, well, because it was a lower resolution before on the regular base one, which was obviously 500p, oh, okay. so it's going to look a ton better, supposedly. Uh, but we'll have to check it out. Or maybe you check it yeah. out you let me know. I'll definitely check it out. All right. Well, let's get into our news of the week. James, you want to start us off? Sure. My uh, news of the week is that... A huge announcement from Disney is that they're going to make a live-action Star Wars TV series for their Disney network or that streaming service. Remember we called it a while ago? This had been rumored for a but while, right? For reals with that service. Because remember when ah, we announced that service and then we were yes. all like, you know they're going to make a uh, live-action one. Just to, It's kind of like a system seller. So I'm <laughs> already immediately sold. Uh, I guess I am too, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's, that's not the only thing they announced is that um, Rian Johnson, the director of this current Last Jedi, 
um, him and uh, producer Kathleen Kennedy announced that uh, making a whole separate trilogy, uh, Star Wars movies trilogy, that's not involving the Skywalkers. Um, but he's going to be directing all three of them. Wow. Yeah. Now, look, this is where it comes to mind, is that this upcoming Star Wars movie, this is the one he's directing, right? Yes. It must be something special right. for them to give him the keys to start up an entire trilogy. Right. all three. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So, and with that said, they may be like his vision. Uh, also, he might be cheap compared to, uh, like, say, someone like J.J. Abrams. Who knows? But I have a complete and utter faith in uh, Ryan Johnson. He... As I mentioned, he has directed all the best of the Breaking Bad episodes, and I like his style. So I'm happy or I am uh, uh, excited for this pretty much our lifetime of continuous Star Wars content. <laughs> all right. Well, I got some shopping news, I guess, for my news, which is uh, we got Black Friday coming up. And I wanted to point out uh, Best Buy, if you, if you people out there want to buy some video games, there's some good deals out there. Now, I'm just pointing out Best Buy, but there's going to be a lot of them elsewhere. But, uh, James, I got the link in there. But what, I'll name a couple that uh, jump out to me, which is Wolfenstein 2. This game just came out, what, a week ago? Mm-hmm. How much is it? Uh, $24.99. Wow. On physical? On physical, so yeah. So does that stack and with GCU if you had uh... i I'm pretty sure that it would. Um, I don't see why it wouldn't. Was it? Was GCU um, available from last year's deals, or I don't think I shopped for games last year on uh, Black Friday. I got clothes instead. <laughs> well, I'll be able to let you know how it is before Black Friday because uh, a friend hooked me up with that game. Oh, yeah, really? But on this too, though, so that's fine. Uh, look, I, one of the things I realized as I got my uh, gamers club is I feel like I've I'm okay with a single player game being on yeah uh, you don't need to have uh exactly because i'm not gonna pop it in so you know like i'm done with south park okay put it back on the shelf you know so i I have no problem with that so but definitely for multiplayer stuff i would like to but uh uh well okay if you just wanted a deal this is a multiplayer game but uh call of duty just came out 39.99 and again if you do have gamers club it would unlock or I'm sorry, it would, uh, you, no, it would give you a 20% discount on top of that. We, we, we think so. Yeah. Um, one that I want to get as well is Assassin's Creed origin. Uh, also just came out 34 wow. on Xbox one. Yep. Nice. Okay. That'll be ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see what else here. Um, controllers for 40 bucks are usually 60 bucks for on Xbox one. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Fourteen ninety nine. You already have that, though. I already have that, which I'm um, like, I'm into it, but I'm not loving it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and playing it? Uh, yeah, I keep playing okay. it. And then uh, NBA Two K eighteen. If anyone wants to join James, <laughs> join James in on the fun mm-hmm. uh, on PS four. Though at least this one says here twenty nine ninety. Wow, super deal. Yeah. So. Some good deals there. This is actually, I think, where uh, one of the TVs that I'm interested in is going for, but I'm not 100% decided on it yet. So, yeah, just... Uh, you get a door bust for that? No, never. Never. <laughs> so wait, these are all online deals? That's a great question. Um, well, we can report on that. Well, take, yeah, yeah, take, a look at your, take a look at your newspaper, everybody, if you want to find the specifics on it. But that's some good deals out there. Yeah, sounds good. 
All right. Well, we're running long here. Uh, is there anything else, James, you want to add? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. Is there anything that you're planning to get other than those in the near future? Let's see so here. Wolf um, and Assassin's Creed? Okay. One thing that I have been wanting to pick up. Not Star Wars. And I want. Oh, dude, you're right. That probably just came out. I don't know if it'll go on sale. It's not out I, yet. I do. It's actually out next week. Yeah. The thing is, is that there's a bunch of stuff, but. I don't want to like go. I get anxiety with if I buy like multiple games at once and I can't play them. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, oh my god, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> so I like to just get one at a time, and then because, dude, let's face it, this is how games get not finished. Am I right? Tell me this hasn't happened to you, yeah. where you buy a bunch of stuff on sale and you never get to it, and. When I buy them one by one, I really do feel like I have the time to commit to it and then I can finish it up and uh, continue with it. And keep in mind, uh, Destiny expansion comes out in December, Mm. so I'm going to be playing that as well. So I don't want to overdo it, um, but so I may get one or two, but just to circle back, um, some games from last year that I wanted to get it when they were super cheap was uh, Dishonored 2 and um, Break, which came out two years ago. Break. Came out two years ago. Well, there you go. Um, but that that like to me, I want to pay like fifteen bucks for it. And I know you mentioned to me it was on for twenty bucks this mm-hmm. week, but I know damn well that's going to continue to get even less expensive. Um, you know, it's just the way it is with that game. So we'll see. All right, sounds good. Um, and then just to, for everyone out there who continues to listen to us, please give us show feedback. Uh, we very much appreciate the show feedback we got last episode, and we'd love to hear more of it. So. Um, Send us that at easyoperationqa at gmail.com. And like us on our Facebook page. Mondo handles that page. Um, but, you know, leave him comments. Leave him suggestions so on what to talk about. back next week and you're, you're tagging in for him? Um, yeah, he's, he's tagging in and uh, I'm tagging out. I am uh, going to Thailand for about 10 days. Land of my peeps. So, yeah. So we'll see... Uh, how it goes and i'll give you my full review on that i guess yeah, you know, honestly i haven't been there uh since uh, middle school so you can get you will have a, a fresh eyes on how it is over there well that's gonna be it for us and uh have a good All night right, man. take it easy <laughs>